Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. And we're back with another episode of Guys of a Certain Age with Mr. Art Shirley. That'd be Jay Reed. And we're all here under one roof around one audio board with three separate mics. Yeah, for the first time in what, a couple, three weeks? It's been a while. Yeah, it has been. It certainly has been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, happy to have everybody. All the kids are home now. That's right. I, you know, for those who don't follow Art Shirley on social media, he had one of the great pieces. Um, he had a, a picture of a banjo and a guitar just sitting there and saying the uh, the kids came over and we were going to sing Cats in the Cradle. or ha, ha, Set it up for me. How was it? I had a, a piano. There were three instruments, uh, empty room, piano, guitar, and uh uh, banjo, as, as Robbie said, and said, invited the boys, uh, invited my sons over for a jam session. Here we are doing uh, cat, uh, Harry Chapin's Cats in the Cradle. And some people didn't get it right off. Some people go, I don't understand. What's the, when are we going to say a video? It's like, no, 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 wait. That, that's the it. The idea is that none of us were there. Yeah. That was yeah. a thinking man's yeah, post. Yeah. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Thank you again for that. Yeah. That was great. That was a lot of fun. So, uh, the boys were kind of like, are, are you really mad at us? I'm like, no. <laughs> Just thought it was. It hit me, and I thought it was funny. It, I, I thought it was hilarious. I mean, I really did. Well, after that, I had a Twitter a Twitter uh, exchange with my son, making fun of him for wearing socks with his Birkenstocks in public. Yikes! So we had a little little exchange there. <laughs> oh wow! You know, you talk about uh, being of a certain age. My youngest son turned sixteen this week. Wow! Mark the chef turned sixteen. On, the uh, younger of the two. Wow. Okay. Yeah. How crazy is that? Yeah. Somebody was asking how old they were, and I thought he had, wasn't even 15 yet, so he's about to turn 60. Yeah, wow. boy. Yeah. He's been cruising along 15 for 361 days yeah. now. So, wow. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, kind of crazy, man. We're talking college. We're talking ACTs. You know, Mark wants a car all of a sudden. Um, but, you know, he's going to have to wait on that one. So, tell him to get us a sponsor. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. That's right. You know, maybe car like nissan or somebody like that so uh all right well we're all reunited and it feels so good there you go <laughs> um geek of the week geek of a certain week what you got for us art uh the other day we were in our production meeting at work and i mentioned something about c lab 2020 and got you know blank stares and i said y'all don't know c lab 2020 and they didn't and, and they didn't even know c lab 2021 which i was afraid they might know of <laughs> but uh which is an adult swim kind of thing. So uh, I searched for it online and found out that YouTube had the entire run on, uh, on that you could download for free or watch for free. And I thought, that's probably not going to last very long. But uh, ended up watching a lot of those over the weekend. It just recalled the old Hanna-Barbera. You know, everything had the same mm. sound effect soundtrack. You know that that came from Johnny Quest or any of the Herculoids, any of those those uh, those cartoons had the same soundtrack. Becky was going, "Is what show is this? Do I feel like I've seen this?" I said, "You may have seen it, but you've certainly heard it, and you've certainly heard all the voices." And Alex Toth did the same character uh, thing, so they all had a little bit of a, a Johnny Quest, Race Bannon kind of look to them. But uh, it was fun to geek out on that, and so now I've gotten going back and found my old Hanna Barbera um, 
cartoons, Herculoids, Johnny Quest, and I'm going to be dubbing those into iTunes so I can watch those Saturday mornings like the old days. Just like the old days. Are you going to have your favorite cereal with you? Yeah, I may have to do that. I mean, we've actually got a box of Captain Crunch. Maybe I can pull some Lucky Charms, you know, go into a slight diabetic coma by, you know, mid, mid-afternoon. And, cookie Crisp. Yeah, Cookie, cookie crisp. crisp. Was your favorite? No, your, it wasn't. Yeah. But, you know, diabetic coma and Cookie Crisp go That's great right. together. That's right. I think there's a Surgeon General's warning on Cookie Crisp in there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I remember... I don't know why I did this, but I decided, you know, it'd be great to make a sandwich out of cookie crisp. So white bread, mayo, and cookie crisp. Why not? It was disgusting. It was absolutely <laughs> disgusting. Maybe so Nutella. Mark the chef will not be revisiting that recipe. No, no, that's a that's something that uh, will die with a family. So uh, yuck, Mr. Reed. How about you? Well, I had something else, but but Art has just reminded me of something. I'm going to ask y'all if you had ever been to Hanna-Barbera land in Atlanta I have not did you know that it it ever existed it does not exist now nope I was gosh I must have been in my middle school years or younger and it's in that area I was born (laughs) well that's true was it a theme park it was kind of a theme park it was really small and it was an indoor thing and it was in Atlanta and our the the one thing that I remember of course there was characters walking around this is a long time ago so my memory is is fuzzy but they had a ride where you were in a pinball machine, and you were the pinball. So you got in the pinball-shaped thing, kind of like the gyrosphere in Jurassic World, and you're you're bouncing around in this ginormous pinball machine. That's the one ride I remember. And then if, it didn't last but a few years. Something else yeah. came in its place, and now it's probably like under the Georgia Dome. Came, yeah, lawsuits came. It went under. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, but it was yeah, cool. A bit of a cool place to go. Yeah, yeah I don't think any, not a lot of people have, can say they've been there. So and the and the guy playing the pinball machine was Tommy. Ah, right. Yeah. So there was a lawsuit. Yeah. Oh, very well done. Very well done. Wow. Teenage wasteland. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Cool. Very nice. No, I don't remember that. So was Hanna Barbera always based in Atlanta? I'm not sure. To be honest, I'm not. Because you know Turner bought the Hanna Barbera Library, and that's how they started the Cartoon Network. I don't know if you guys knew that. Yeah, that's and that's that what Boomerang weird. came from, and yeah, all that that's stuff. what Boomerang came. Cartoon Network first, and then Boomerang. So all that whole thing, and it was always the Hanna Barbera, uh, the old shows that, that bolstered that right. up at first until they started making their own content. That's right. Yeah. That's right. In fact, uh, one of the coolest things I've got here at the studios, I've got a uh, a signed print by both Hanna and Barbera. Yeah, that is very cool. Yeah, yeah. next to a. A signed print by Art yeah, Shirley. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. I, I appreciate the well, proximity. There you go. Uh, do you guys remember uh, the John Lithgow movie, The Manhattan Project? The yeah. movie, but I don't think I saw it. I yeah. Think I saw it either. It was about the, the making of the bomb? Well, yeah. It, it, it was a teenage hey, guy, a teenager. Uh, it had Cynthia Mixon? Nixon? Nixon uh, is the yeah. one that ran for... Office yeah. just recently. Yeah. Sex in the City. Yeah. Uh-huh. So she, a teenage Cynthia, Cynthia Nixon in it, and a, a, a guy decides to do a nuclear bomb for his science fair project. Ouch. And uh, I love that movie. It was John Lithgow. And uh, so I was, as being a science nerd back in the day, I always thought that was the coolest thing. Well, I don't know where I saw this on Twitter, but uh, I'm looking across an article at Vice. Um, a child explains why he built a nuclear reactor in his playroom. Yikes. <laughs> so this happened in Memphis, right? Wow. That's so too a, close. A little too close. So a 14-year-old dude named Jackson Oswald decided to build a nuclear 
fusion uh yeah fusion reactor it was, it was made out of legos or no no he is the uh he is the youngest person ever to achieve nuclear fusion wow so uh no it's not made out of legos i'm going to point it at it the the photo which oh, i'll put legit. this in the show notes so uh <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm just thinking wow this cat built a nuclear reactor in his playroom Oh, my. Where did you get the plutonium? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So apparently there's a couple of uh, there's a Fusor.net that it's a site that includes physicists and hobbyists. um, And it's this forum where you can go get pointers out on how to build a fusion reactor. Now, this is fusion, not fission. Fission is the atomic bomb. Fusion is putting stuff together. So this is a little safer, but. He probably doesn't need a nightlight anymore. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. So, but uh, I thought that was kind of cool. That's you know, right. uh, quoting from the article: "To achieve fusion, you need to be able to generate heat at 100 million degrees Celsius, which means the process actually uses more energy than it produces." I don't think Memphis is a TVA city, but I'm just wondering if they had to throw another dam yeah, on right. the Mississippi right. to to generate a little extra electricity mm-hmm. there. So. Kind of crazy stuff. I mean, he's 14 years old. He's doing nuclear fusion in his uh, in his playroom. There, he's not uh, not playing with normal things. You know, pretty smart. Does kid. he play well with others? We would hope so. Um, but anyway, so that's that's my geek of a certain that's week. Awesome. I thought that was pretty cool, and uh, I'll link to that in the show notes. Yeah, that's, that's uh, interesting. That's uh, a vice. So we, we have show article. notes now. Well, I think we need show notes because we good. we keep talking about these things, which means I need it's one in a of, three ring binder. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Which uh, I need one of you guys to write up the show notes. Mm. So uh, anyway, all right. So uh, we're going to venture into uh, collectible territory today. Is that what I understand? That's I, right. I came zooming in here at the last minute, so I'm going to be a little bit of a bystander and uh, bystander, <laughs> a bystander. Wow, wow, a bystander and listen to these guys talk about collectibles. So I, I would guess we we turn to Toy Master Jay here um, because. He is like the king of collectibles, right? It depends on what you call a collectible. I wanted to see what you guys thought about what the definition of collectible versus collection. Because I was going around my house looking at things and kind of thinking about what we're going to talk about. And I have a lot of collections. I'm kind of a collectaholic, uh, not a hoarder. But I wondered if everything I collected was actually a collectible. Uh, I kind of go back to something my dad said. He collects uh, figurines of Santa Claus. And he had one that was supposedly particularly valuable and we were talking about it and he said well you know it's only valuable if you find some fool who'll pay for it yeah that's so, right okay you know it, it, it does kind of um you know make a difference there so is mm-hmm. it collectible necessary is it kind of like the square you know rectangles um square is a rectangle but a rectangle is not a square like a collectible would be a part of a collection but a collection is not necessarily yeah, a list of collectibles kind of like uh kind of like all all Bourbons are whiskey, but not all whiskeys are bourbon. Same argument, right? Yeah, there you go. I remember years ago, uh, Bonnie had a, uh, a a collection of some coins. She took over to her friends to to assess, and he he said, "This is not a collection; it's an accumulation." Ouch! <laughs> and there's a difference. And he wasn't being he wasn't being rude or anything, but just basically, again, it's it's where's the value, and how do you assess that value? And you know, back in the day comic books and and sporting cards uh trading cards were were fairly valuable the comic book market crashed around what 97 98 somewhere in there and so those collections those collectibles are not nearly as valuable as they were say 20 years ago so 
does it come down to a standard being set for the for the value and who sets that standard? I mean, your dad's right. You know, something's only worth what someone's going to pay for it. I mean, that's the worth. Right. You know, like in real estate, it doesn't care how many appraisals you got. You know, your house is only worth what somebody's going to give you money for. So, and that changes. That fluctuates because. Yeah. You know, I mean, you look at these like American pickers kind of things, and basically people have garbage in the yard that people are coming in and saying, oh, you've got this, and I didn't realize it, so you didn't know the value was there. So to your point, Robbie, maybe uh, collectibles and collections are tied together, and, and what I have in my case is this big box of comic books is an accumulation. I mean, they have value to me, right. and had I you know, bagged them and, and put, you know, put up them proper thing and stored them correctly. They might have value to as a collectible, but they're not necessarily uh, of value to anyone to other than me. And probably as a sentimental value more so than anything else. Right. I found a couple, I went through my comics the other day and found a couple of first editions and, or number ones, you know, whatever. But when I look it up, it's not, you know, they're right. not worth, you know, I think Firestorm was one. And, Ooh, you know, so I've got a couple far. of things that, that I thought, Oh man, this is, Maybe this is valuable, but no. Yeah, and I've got like the original Star Wars run that uh, Howard Chaykin did. I've got that, but it's you know just in a box. It's Didn't not you like, sing Cats in the Cradle? Yeah, Howard Chaykin's <laughs> Cats in the Cradle. This is a brother, yeah. Harry's brother. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've got a G.I. Joe number seven, I think, that had a fairly high value at one mm-hmm. point. I have no idea what it's worth now. And even if, you, even if you find out what the book value of those things are, finding the seller is is always a challenge i mean you can ebay it ebay yeah helps a lot it, mm. it does but that never gets you full value full book value so now did any of you most of my stuff that i have uh, you know comic books toys you know action figures whatever i have i got because i was playing with them at the time and didn't ever really have a, other than a, a few exceptions that i got and kept in a box and thought oh this might be worth something someday but everything i got i either got to read you know, uh, in the case of comic books, or I got to play with in the case of toys and action figures, uh, and very rarely bought something uh, that was, uh, you know, solely for the idea of of collecting, as that this is going to have worth some someday. This will, you know, help pay for the kids' colleges. It, they didn't, by the way. Uh, so, is, is that true for y'all? Or do y'all I have, have both? You have, okay, I have both. I have, and my mother keeps, you know, all of our toys from childhood, pretty much. And so, at her house. I have a box full of the original Star Wars figures and the droid factory and Ooh. things like that. And then a lot of this is my brother's and I. I couldn't tell you which was his and which was mine. Same with the comics. The comics were, when I looked at my comics the other day, they were so well read and, and most of them torn up, to, to be honest, because we read them to death. But then I had this thing happen where, and you talk about the value on eBay. I was looking today at a card. Um, I collected in fifth, sixth grade, you know, started collecting football cards um, and did that for a few years and then just kind of died out. And then in college, I was working at a camp and we went over to a card shop with this guy. He was collecting baseball cards. And I thought, well, how unique. You're a grown up and you're collecting baseball cards. This is cool. So he took me to the shop and I looked in the, in the case and there was a Steve Largent rookie card in the case that I recognized. I'm like, I've got several of those probably. I know I've got at least one. And it was going for a hundred bucks. Ooh. Okay. And so at that point, my, that's when I started collecting and keeping things in the box. So I've got, I looked the other day, I've got seven um, big Sterilite containers mm-hmm. full of figurines. I, I figured it up today, about 21 cubic feet Wow! <laughs> full of figurines um, of all sorts, mostly sports, but also some Batman, some other, other um, uh-huh. superhero type stuff. Um, 
But then I looked at the Jarrett, this Steve Largent card this morning on eBay, and they range anywhere from $0.99 cents to $850, depending on whether it's scored and graded or whether it's some one of them said it was a Mexican card. I don't even know what that is. but, but It's probably a card from Mexico. Could be, but Steve Largent, yeah, maybe, maybe. But well, who's going to pay? Been, I'm not going to pay been produced and printed in Mexico, you know, like – I think about you know guitars. Okay. Oh yeah, you know yeah. there's uh, there's Mexican Telecasters and Stratocasters you can get that are produced and created in, in Mexico. They're California versions, and then there's the American Standard, and all of them you know have different values. Okay, uh, and the parts may or may not. The parts are usually you know of different qualities too. But, yeah, uh, usually there's an assembly on process versus a, a, you know a single craftsman that puts together a guitar. So it may be that it could the be Mexican that. was was sent off and produced in a shop down in Mexico. You know of, of, of cheaper inks and papers or whatever. I have a Wakandan Strat, by the way. Hey, there you Wakandan. go. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So the other thing that I came, you know, when you think about the value and stuff was. I think I was in college. I'd already started my second wind of, of collecting. I was a single guy. I didn't have <laughs> – I could spend money on stuff. And there was, I think, a refrigerator Perry uh, card that had an error on it. And it was really, you know, 50 bucks did, minimum. Did, did it say he was a running back? I don't know no what the way. error was exactly. But. No, no. Peyton was a running back, <laughs> but Fridge got the carry in the Super Bowl. Thanks, Ditka. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, I mean that's I'm sure that's not worth anything now. I mean compared to what I paid for it. Um but I did have that justification when people would ask me, "Why do you have so much of this?" Oh, well, maybe I'll pay for my kids' college with this. Well, I've got <laughs> yeah. one kid almost out of college and, yeah. and another one getting ready to start and I don't see yeah. that happening. Yeah, that's I'm what too you, attached now. And a lot of times too when you when something is promoted as a possible collectible, you know, or collector's item, that's usually the sign that it's not going to be. You know, they get these toys because, you know, they're they're only going to be, you know, around for a while. And it turns out they make millions of them. I'm and a they sucker have no for value. a limited edition. But it's, you know, it's, it's that one toy that nobody wants. That Somebody goes, where's the, you know, where's the Jar Jar, you know? And the, and the, the, that happened with Batman. I used to work at, at uh, a major retail store. And in Did the you just compare Jar Jar to Batman? Oh man, you're oh, off the okay. you're off the podcast. <laughs> so it's going to be two guys of a certain age going forward. <laughs> but it wasn't just uh, there was a certain Batman figure that was supposedly rare. Yeah, and I was able to find it. You know, when it came out of the box that day. Same thing with some of the sports figures. Some could have been like a Bat Knight or something. That like nobody, you know, the, the the Jar Jar of the Batman world. Is, right, yeah. but then later you find a thousand of them yeah. in the next store. Yeah, that's not right. as valuable that's right. as you yeah. thought. Bat Might. I hadn't thought about Bat Might in years. I actually saw. In fact, as part of the uh, looking at filmation and Hanna Barbera cartoons, they were talking about how they ruined a later version of a Batman Saturday morning cartoon by bringing Batman it, Bat- Might, Bat Might into the mix. I don't remember Bat Might. Now has some Mighty Mouse. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Comic books. Yeah. Was that cocaine sniffing Mighty Mouse? I don't. I don't recall <laughs> that one. Because remember, a pill. He took a pill out of his. Uh, yeah, but yeah. the original one, he had something he sniffed. Oh, really? I don't yeah, remember that. Yeah. So the original I don't Mighty think that Mouse was in the he, comic. Yeah, so he sniffed something and got his powers, and so yeah. Maybe I have him confused with Underdog too. Not spinning. oh, yeah, Underdog. Yeah, that's great. I loved Underdog. Well, what do you collect, Art? I mean, you, obviously comic books or yeah, comic books. And again, I have, I guess, accumulations is probably the better term. I have, uh, you know, comic books that I have a big box of comic books, and some of them, had I taken better care of them, may have been worth some money at, at, at one point, whenever that was, um, and then. Uh, toys, action figures. You know, I had, uh, of course, GI Joes, the the 
full size the yeah. you know, 12 inch GI Joes were you know yeah, the ones buddy. I were playing with when I was a kid. Yeah. And there was a whole series I don't know if either one of y'all would have remembered but uh, there was a Johnny West who was a cowboy series, yes. and uh, that mm-hmm. had a. I mean, the, the we've got a bunch of those. Yeah, those are really cool, and and a lot of times if you can if you've got some, one of those in a mint condition, they still bring a lot of money because they were they were popular for a while, and then GI Joe kind of took over that space, and so you know a few kids remember them, and, and there's you can find websites dedicated to these guys, but um, they're not you know in the public mainstream is, uh, is gi joe no, you have to is. know kind of what you're looking yeah, for yeah so uh, uh there's a whole line of things on there uh lately i've probably you know gotten some stuff again just sentimental things i had a when i was a kid i had a batman cowl that was this big plastic bucket and that was uh i mean it, I, I got a picture of it i can we can post it on the website as well but uh it fit adults which was a strange thing to sell to kids and I saw that in a comic book store for like 200 bucks when I, you know, was in Memphis and then found it on eBay for considerably less, but I bought it because I'd lost it years ago and I had to have that back. So a lot of things like that I will get now are not necessarily collecting for any type of monetary value, but just things that kind of, you know, uh, speak to my childhood or sentimental reasons. Wow. A cow? Yeah, what well, do you, we need a picture of you in the cow? I, you, it's on my Facebook page. Uh, I've okay. got one that I actually bought. Uh, Mattel put out one that looks like Adam West. It's the cloth cow that looks like his, and I've got a picture of me in that on my Facebook page. <laughs> I've got to but go then I've also now. I've also got me in this plastic thing, and it came with a plastic cape. You know, this really cheap cape, <laughs> I bet. And, a, and a utility belt uh, with a a dart gun. You know, of course, Batman didn't carry a gun, so that was a little uh, non-canon. But it was a dart gun and a batarang and some bat cuffs. And it was just a cool thing you can find. I'll send you all. I've got a picture of what the packaging looked like back in the day, and I'll, I'll post that as well. But it's all on Facebook page, too. So we'll find it. So you it. took it out of the box to wear it. So now it's, is it no longer it's mint It's defiled. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, like I said, this was, you know, I got this at, at five years old. So six years old. And so this was, uh, this was a toy. This was something I, I played with and then ended up leaving it. Uh, and Leland, when we moved, and you know, just regretted it years and kept looking for it years later, and finally found it, and then and, and got the the cowl back again. But wow. it's a funny That's thing because it's made to fit adults, which is a really bizarre thing. My dad could wear it, you know, he would wear it. My, my face, <laughs> my whole face was in the the mouth section. <laughs> wow, wow. Um, you know, I guess this is going to be really bizarre, but I, I got into a habit of collecting web domain names. Yeah, so I'm getting surprised looks here. Yeah. So at, at one point, I've come up this, oh, that would be a great .com. And I, I had probably 70 or 80 domain names that I owned. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, and those are expensive. Those are a $10, $12 a year renewal. I, and I they keep, used to be more expensive. Probably yeah. when you started, they were yeah. more expensive. And so I'm thinking, man, I, if I could just build this website out and put it on auto cruise, I could do some affiliate fees. And so I, I've gotten, you know, one of the things that happened is uh, as Web 1.0 hit, um, I secured the broadmedia.com domain name for my production company broadcast media group because broadcast media was already taken at that point so i got broadmedia.com and this had to have been 98 99 i got an email just a random email from a, a guy in california saying hey would you be interested in selling your domain name our company name is broad media and so we went back and forth and i ended up making 10 or eleven thousand dollars off selling that domain name <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. This is how I'm Robbie changing. works. This is, I mean, you know, this is the same thing that with the Darth Maul lightsaber. Right. You know, finding the, the cache of those in, in uh, what is it, dirt cheap or something? Yeah, it was and dirt cheap. Buys 15 of them, you know, keeps a couple for, for his own personal use. <laughs> And that's then right. sells the rest of them at a huge profit. I mean, that's what, you know, I'm well, sitting here with a bat kind of cow, <laughs> a plastic bucket of a bat cow that's worth nothing, <laughs> probably has cancer-causing agents inside of it, you know, and Robbie's making money off of domain names. We, we need, we need to try an online course. Here. Yeah. Help yeah. us out. Help a guy. Oh, man. So, yeah, so I, I, I collected a fair amount of domain names and I need to put a few up for sale. And I mean, you know, stuff like immunotherapyworks.com, which was a great domain name. Oh yeah. You know? So probably could actually sell that one. <laughs> and Jay's just giving me this, this smirky grin. Like, you put the proper spelling of that on the show notes as well. Cause I'm not even <laughs> sure what that was. Immunotherapyworks.com is available for sale if you want to contact me. So, but uh, anyway, so that was one of those things of, Hey, I can buy it. I can set it up and I can make money down the line. And I just never made any money with some of those. Some of them I did. And it was kind of, kind of cool. Yeah. But, um, I've got comic books in a a book. What? (laughs) I still just cracks me up. (laughs) I think you win geek of the week Uh in the room anyway. Yeah. Yeah. My, my geek to made a little bit of money, but you know, I had to reprint business cards and stationery and envelopes. And that wasn't cheap at that point, you know? So, but anyway, that was fun. So I've, I made money from internet 1.0, but you know, I don't really collect anything else. Well, I really don't collect domain names anymore because I've broken myself with the habit. Some would argue I collected cameras, but I'm trying to sell some of those off. So, um, but I still, I've got a bunch of comic books need to appraise and see if there's anything worthwhile in there. Because uh, I don't really have a whole lot of uh, sentimental attachment to those books anymore. Probably shouldn't mention that publicly because my wife's going to want to reclaim that space in the yeah, closet. She's not listening. No, no, we're not. She's not our target demographic. That's right. That's right. So, um, but uh, anyway, you know, I guess that's that's it. I'm not nearly as cool as you guys with all your much modern. more solvent though so that's uh financially yeah you've actually made some money off of something right. instead of just saying one day i will yeah. make some money i, I think I, I need to get uh jerry rice over to my house and see what he'll pay me for my collection of his you, have i told you about my jerry rice you you have a collection? shrine to jerry rice yeah you? i have enough stuff i used to have before i had children i did have a shelf full of of his figurines and stuff but i was you know when i was a fifth grade collector you know, there was one or two companies with football cards, and I tried to. Um, I read this word today um, in another collectible podcast. Talked about being a completionist, yes. so I'd like to finish yeah. the set. Mm-hmm. But in that day, I would finish the set by trading cards, by buying them by the pack. Well, then when I got older, you know, I realized, hey, they sell these things by the set, and I would start buying sets and things like that. And then I realized there are too many manufacturers; I can't keep up. And a buddy of mine that came to the pharmacy, this was in uh, North Carolina. Uh, he said, well, two things. One, he introduced me to a starting line at figurines, which was a dangerous thing. I thought you were going to say he introduced you to a therapist. <laughs> well, maybe I'll need one after this. But I started collecting the figurines, and, and it was just overwhelming to do it all. I got some good deals. I found some things, um, you know, guys going out of business and stuff and got some amazing stuff that was valuable at the time. At but, the that's time. our next podcast. Right. At the time. <laughs> but, guys but at a certain at age time. going out of business. <laughs> 
But he said, why don't you pick somebody, instead of buying all these sets, pick one person that means something to you and focus on that. And so that's Jerry Rice is from our area. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, was is now, he was is going to be at the time. And so I started collecting Jerry Rice stuff. And I looked this morning. I have one box that has the number 635 kind of put in there. So I have at least 635 different football cards. Really? Jerry Rice. 635 minimum? Minimum. Because I found another box that had some other. Are they different other, cards? They're all different, okay. yeah. Wow. Um, I'm pretty sure they're all different. I, I'm, I know I have some duplicates, but I don't think I put them in the same box. And then I have, I think, every figurine that was made up to a point. When you look at starting lineup and uh, there's another company that makes figure. Y'all would know because they make superhero uh, figurines too, and I can't think of the name of the company right now. But Sideshow? No, it's not Sideshow. Um It'll come to me later, but every var- I may miss one variant, you know, one wow. color, one jersey variant, but I, I'm pretty sure I have a complete collection of that type of figurine. Now, there's there's a bunch of junk out there, too, but uh, I've got a jersey, so, so signed jersey. Is it just a Giants, the Jerry Rice Giants era, or does it is there Oakland stuff? Giants. I mean, not Giants, San Francisco 49ers. 49ers. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He's a football player, Robbie. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. But there's a baseball Both. team. Yeah. Both. Uh, I, most of it is 49ers, but I, I did extend into the Oakland days when I could. But then it got to be but you, you, so many special cards. It just got crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow. I mean, at some point, <laughs> yeah. 635 you, different cards. You you know, got, I didn't want to go nuts <laughs> with it. <laughs> Exactly. 671 exactly. was my maximum. Right. You know, I'm cutting yeah. off at 671. Yeah. Wow. But I'm, I mean, I, I haven't met him. I met some family members around here, but um, I have not met him yet. So shout we out to We need to make Jerry. that happen. We need to make that happen. Because Robbie has the jerryrice.com domain name. <laughs> Does he? So perhaps. <laughs> Maybe we can work a deal. There you go. Well, you know, his his brothers reffed my boys' uh, Startville area youth uh, basketball game. Zeb would, would ref. Yeah. He's, I mean, I'm working down. I'm down near where he grew up now and, yeah. and i'm past probably passed by his house who knows yeah but uh you know he's the only thought, rice i haven't met i thought his, i thought he bought his folks a house out old 25 i thought they were out that way what i'm I, not sure yeah. where the house was he did build him a big house yeah, yeah for sure yeah so that's kind of cool that's where i focused everything on him eventually but um that's it, smart I, I know people that collect comics and either collect a certain artist or writer or a particular character, but a lot of times they'll do an artist. You know, in my defense, the Giants and 49ers played an old candlestick. So That's true. Yeah, there you go. Hey, <laughs> you've got a collection that's making money. You don't have nothing to defend at this yeah. point. You can just go, forget you losers. <laughs> now, I have a collection of I've got the art also. of the deal thing going here. So uh, Wow. Here's another crazy one. Collection, not coin collection, but... Y'all have seen the smash pennies, you know, the penny yeah. machines where you put 50 cents. Yeah. You've got one in. for every state, don't you? I don't know about every state, but I have over a thousand pennies. Wow. You were joking. It started off, my wife and I thought, well, we'll, we'll get we're on our anniversary. Our first anniversary, we went to uh, That's a whole $10. Diller, Georgia. Uh, it's well, it costs more, more to get 10. this thing smashed, right? 50 cents yeah. each. <laughs> but I went from, this is kind of an obsession now. I've go, I will go out of the way because there's websites that show you where these things are. So I will go out of the way, you know, 30 minutes if I know there's a penny machine there. And so not just one, I have to get them all. Oh, my. Wow. Maybe we need to bring a therapist in. 
I mean, it's for the, all of the us. whole show arc has just changed. <laughs> it really has. <laughs> Guys have a certain pro, pro not, uh, prognosis, That's you know, right. is what it is. So, well, on that note, I think our time here has come to an end. Um, I mean, we've kind of We're learned going a, to safe spaces and, and, uh, and yeah, we, yeah, we've learned a little much about each other that I think we're all comfortable <laughs> with. So I've got a Batman bucket on my head. <laughs> Not really. Jerry's Very got all manner of Jerry Rice stuff. And again, Robbie's making money. Domain names. I think that winner, winner, That's right. chicken dinner. All right. On that note, thanks for joining us, guys. We will see you next time around.